scary girl. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. Hey, y'all. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Sawyer, affectionately known as Seesaw. Ah, you dirty bitch! And And this this is... is Dead Dead Time Stories. Yeah. That one felt pretty good, it actually. Did. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the answer. We'll we see were what all, happens. We were all on three different notes, you know, so it sounded like we were singing a chord. That was we're pretty. But none of them were the right notes, so. Dead Time Stories. Well, welcome to Dead Time Stories, everybody. I'm Stephanie. That's Sarah. That's Seesaw. And this is a weekly podcast where Sarah and I usually get together and we talk about ghost stories, true crime, unsolved mysteries, conspiracy conspiracies the supernatural the paranormal or just whatever is just generally weird or eerie or spoopy we talk about whatever we want to talk about because it's our show and blah 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 blah, not yours (laughs) spoiler alert not yours but that's right if you're new to the show first of all start from the beginning what are you doing that's what sarah tell you right look at your life through heaven's eyes go start back at the beginning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would let you know that Sawyer is not usually on the show. Sawyer is a special guest and also a former roommate of Sarah and I. And we have a longtime loving relationship with Seesaw. You may remember we we, we used to, to live with Seesaw, Seesaw and we talked about how Seesaw didn't listen Y'all, to the show. I did. I started and, listening after... And now Sawyer does. Yeah, it was the weekend I came... T- from New York. It was when I moved to New York and I came down to see Sarah and Mary Gerard. So and it was like I... two years after we started the show. <laughs> and I was on the way home. It was in, it was this, it was what? Not this year, last year? Last year, so yeah, like September. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I was driving home after, you know, spending a weekend in Philly and I was crying because I'm like, oh my God, I don't live there anymore and it's making me really sad because I love Philly so much and everything. So I put Dead Time Stories on. I was like, you know, let me just do that. And honestly, Listening, I listen to the podcast going into work every day and coming home from work every day. Be, especially going into work, it calmed me down. Like to hear two people that I love, you know, talking about, you know, scary shit. <laughs> you know, but seriously, I was like, I feel like I'm in the room with them and I'm like, oh, I'm the stress of this horrible job that I worked <laughs> was was made better by dead time stories. So congratulations that's how i got into podcasts was commutes commuting yeah. especially when i lived in new york and had to ride the the subway everywhere oh yeah tell the people about you sawyer yeah, tell you about yourself <sighs> sawyer so- was conceived on a seesaw that's where that name comes from absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. i love that i love that origin story for you <laughs> love that story for me um, so I, my name is Sawyer McLeod. I am from Hattie, well, I'm from Mississippi. I grew up in Greene County, but my parents divorced and my mother and my sister and I moved to Petal, Mississippi, which is right outside of Hattiesburg. Long story short, I like to say I'm from Hattiesburg because most people know Hattiesburg because it's two hours away from New Orleans, Louisiana, and two hours away from Mobile, Alabama, and an hour and a half away from the Gulf Coast. So it's called the Hub City for a reason because... You know, so I just say Hattiesburg, even though I've lived in three different places in Mississippi. So Um, I the name Seesaw actually comes from my nephew. Whenever my sister found out she was pregnant with him, she wanted to we were like, what is he going to call all of us? You know, and, you know, not realizing that kids are going to come up with their own names for you. But I was the only one that my me and my dad, he calls my dad Pappy. 
It's a family thing. And he calls me Seesaw. I told I told Holly and I that's my sister's name, Holly Anna. How fucking southern can you get, right? I uh, wanted to uh, I wanted him Max to call me Seesaw because I like Uncle Sawyer sounds like like I don't know creepy and makes me sound like I'm fifty and no ma'am no thank you <laughs> no thanks <laughs> so I told my sister I was like can I can he call me Seesaw and she said oh my god that's perfect because my cousin Shonda called me that when we were kids she was the only person that called me that. And it's been my name ever since. And whenever I met Sarah, of course, well, let me backtrack. I moved to Philadelphia in 2015. <laughs> we're, getting like his whole, we're getting his entire I life know, story. I love it. We're getting I the mean, whole story. I mean, you need the full story. story. You need the full story. Yeah. I moved Ooh, to Philadelphia in 2015. <laughs> I moved to Philadelphia in 2015 on a whim and just be like, you know what? I want to try something. I just graduated. I'd spent a year at home doing, you know, nothing, doing community theater. Um, but backtracking for a moment, because I know y'all have talked about this before, but I just want to give my perspective. I was, um, in a little movie called Pitch Perfect. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. people about your debut role (laughs) in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, well, I'll start with that, because that, that actually gave birth to me moving to Philly, honestly. I was in the BU Harmonics, uh, singing group. Uh, we sing Like a Virgin in the pool scene. In the pool. Um, Sawyer's got yeah, a whole pool. moment where his whole face and upper torso are right on that screen. Yes. Oh. It's beautiful. Uh, sorry, something happened with my phone. Um, and yes, uh, so we're in um, We're in the pool. Uh, I spent three months down there filming. It took us three, They three never let nights. you leave? Never let you me You spent three leave. months in that held, pool? I was held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I was held hostage by Rebel Wilson. It was Is that called movie magic? like, you know, I knew when they hired me that I should have asked if it was SAG. And it wasn't. (laughs) Is this equity? It wasn't. Is this equity? That's a joke we love to make, assuming that all of the people who listen to our show are actors. I like that we Um, always assume that, like, everyone's an actor. And then most of the guests that we have come on the show are all actors. Right, it's very true. So you'll uh, hear us ask, is this equity? So then SAG is the film equivalent of, is this equity? Is this a union gig? Which it's a, right, it's a union, it's a guild for actors. And um, so when you have uh, equity, it's the, what is, God, what is it? Stage Actors Equity? Screen Actors Guild. That's Screen Actors Guild. I know, there's the Screen Actors Guild. What is the equity? Oh, just the Actors Equity. Actors Equity Association or something. AEA, Actors Equity Association, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, basically, it's a great joke to make, too, when you're talking about, like, the demands of a show where you're like, am I getting paid, like, union wages? (laughs) Do I get my equity caught backstage? Am I going to get my equity card (laughs) for doing this role? Because this is demanding. Very demanding. I'm, Um, I'm sad. But yeah, so uh, he didn't have the foresight to ask if it was SAG, and he spent three months living in a pool. <laughs> That's right. Lear- lesson learned, bitch. Lesson fucking learned. Which is why um, Sawyer's not in Pitch Perfect 2. That's it. You, That's the real reason. That's the real bitch, fucking reason. You bitch. He, they were like, well, he threw such a fit when we made him live in the pool. Like, we can't, we can't possibly We can't bring that guy back. Movie. Never oh. again. Talk about a diva. Oh. 
I mean, hello. Sawyer, I love you so much. I so Sawyer you. left Philly to move to New York, but has also just recently relocated from New York to Chicago. Yeah. So Sawyer forgot where whole... New York was, and now he lives in Chicago. I don't know. Right. Mm. <laughs> he was like no, on his way back from wrong. Mississippi and went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the wrong uh, turn at Albuquerque, just like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> well, yeah. So like I did, I moved, uh, moved to Philly. Uh, sorry. I uh, did Pitch Perfect, had an agent, and then uh, when I graduated from college, all the big companies pulled out of New Orleans, so I had nothing. So my agent was, like, sending me to commercial work and stuff, like, and I wasn't booking anything, so I'm like, I think I'm going to try somewhere else, and I knew I didn't want to go to New York, so I decided to go to Philly and moved there and on a whim and started booking work and stayed and fell in love with it and didn't want to ever fucking leave, and if Peter told me, hey, let's move back to Philly, I'm like, I'm patched, let's go. Like I he's do. got I his go bag ready. I do. I have my go bag. That's what happened. I I moved here and like I got work and like I got a regular job. I was auditioning for things. I was getting booked in things, yep. and I was like, Philly is cool. It's awesome. I yeah, this place. And I made friends really fast. Uh, it was. I really. I enjoyed. Enjoyed it. Um, then that's where I met my current partner in crime, Peter Scott Drackley, who is an opera singer. He does opera. I do musical theater and Shakespeare. And und. und Shakespeare, and um, we have been dating. Uh, actually, this weekend will be five years. We've been dating. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, congratulations! Yeah. So I decided. I love that. I um, I decided to spend. Uh, we spent three years living in Philly, and then, or yeah, three years living together in Philly, and then uh, Peter moved to New York because uh, all of his auditions were at Opera America Center in New York, and he was tired of taking the bus all the time. And so he wanted me to get there, but I was like, I'm going to stay another year in Philly. And I did, but then jobs opened up in New York. So I'm like, I'm going to go to New York and was ready to go in New York and worked my ass off at Tavern on the Green, the famous Tavern on the Green, uh, to pay off the fabled, the legendary, legendary to pay off taxes that I owed because the residuals that I still received from Pitch Perfect, they forgot to take taxes out. And uh, and Earth, the restaurant job I worked in Philly, forgot to take taxes out. So I ended up owing like $6,000. No biggie. Um, so, oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want Seesaw. 100%. Yeah, Peggy would do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, sh- yeah, so I ended up owing like $6,000. And so I had to uh, work my ass off to pay that off. My dad helped oh, me a little it. bit. Thank God. But, um. So, yeah, and then when the spring or when February rolled around, I started auditioning again and had two summer contracts coming my way, and then COVID-19 happened. So I went down to Mississippi to be with my family because everything shut down, and then Peter put the bug in my ear. He was like, let's go to Chicago, and I'm like, well, I've never been to Chicago, so let's try it out first. And he was like, okay, cool. So we took a trip, and I fell in love with it. It Honestly, it's like they took Philly and slapped it in the middle of the Midwest and flattened it out. There are no hills in Chicago. I'm not fucking kidding what you. What month did you visit Chicago? June. June. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful in June. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Chicago's fucking cold. It is cold. Uh, and it's October, and you're just starting to get that little Oh, it's freezing, it. and we're right by the lake. We're in Edgewater, so we're right by the lake, so it's oh, extra cold. Oh, no. out. It's extra cold. However, right now, we are sleeping with these fucking windows open, and it is beautiful. So The winter is what made Mary Angela leave Chicago, and you know what? She fucking came to Philly. <laughs> our, right? Our roommate I mean, in New but York, honestly, Rachel, the Philly winters have not been that bad. 
No, they haven't. They haven't been too bad. They haven't. Um, our roommate in New York, Rachel, she lived in Chicago and loved it and said she was like, I would move back in a heartbeat. It's just those winters. I fucking hate it. They're brutal. So, yeah. But anywho, but now we're in Chicago. Well, we're going to keep you warm and keep you inside. You're doing an episode <laughs> yeah, of Dead Time inside. Stories. You, the listener, are now listening to this episode yeah. of Dead Time Stories. Hopefully, Hopefully you didn't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. Wow. Oh my god. And I'm so excited. Before okay, I'm gonna add one more thing and then we're gonna we're gonna say the question and we are gonna get into stories. I know, I gotta say, I think it's so funny, Sawyer. I think you're our first guest who has told the entire life story when we've been like, Tell us a little bit about yourself. I was born on a Tuesday by the bayou in Mississippi. <laughs> Scarlett O'Hara is my cousin. <laughs> My daddy was drinking a mint julep on our antebellum porch. And we're like, yes. Sawyer, that's not. My mama not... held on to the column and said, Lord, the baby's coming. With a chicken um, leg in her mouth. So, <laughs> in she her had mouth. good diction for um, having food in her mouth. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to add before we're going to start going into stories is that I need you to know that um, I am forever changed after having watched you in Into the Woods as oh. the baker. Thanks. And every time I listen to the Into the Woods soundtrack, every time to this day, and it is one of my favorite musicals, and every time I listen to it and I hear Chip Zine and I'm like, Chip Zine is no Sawyer McCloud. <laughs> He's not. Well, thank you. That was, a, that was an unexpected little gem that was added to my life. And I loved it. I loved it was, that show. It was a marvelous performance. It was really Thank great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would love to do that show again. It was a very special experience. I can't wait. I can't wait. We're going to see what happens. We'll see. Okay. All right, my darling. But with that being said, Sarah. Stephanie. Sawyer. Girls. Y'all, y'all ready, ready to, to talk, talk about, about some, some guys? <laughs> I mean, I am not as polished, but you know what? I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna be great. I mean, we'll see what happens. Sawyer, tell us the first story that you're telling us about yes, today, because you have multiple stories. I yes. do have multiple stories. Um, so the first one that I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna be telling Mississippi uh, stories, Mississippi legends and lore and stuff. Uh, there's only one though that is nationally recognized and not a lot of people know about it unless you live around the region. The rest of them are going to be well, stories. That's not very nationally recognized. Mm, well, you know, there's like a famous painting about it, but whatever. Um, Ooh, mm-hmm. bitch. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. But, um, the rest of the stories are just going to be personal experiences that I had with the paranormal and stories that I heard growing up. So... Oh, yeah. I can't wait. And it's all Mississippi. All Mississippi. So, here, cue the banjos, cue the racism, cue the rebel flag. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, honey, please. Mississippi. Sawyer's not into any of those things. He's just admitting he knows where he's from. I admit, I yes, indeed, honey. Oh, my Lord. But, yeah, you're right. Well, anywho, the first story I'm going to start talking about, or that I'm going to start with, is about the Singing River. Uh, the actual name of the river is the Pascagoula River because it is in, it runs through Pascagoula, Mississippi, but it is affectionately known as the Singing River. Um, it run, like I said, it runs through Pascagoula, Mississippi. It, uh, it's at the mouth of the Mississippi River near the Gulf of Mexico. So it's kind of a mixture now of... You said pa- Pascagoula? Pascagoula, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Pascagoula? Can you spell, it, spell that for me? P-A-S-C-A-G-O-U-L-A. 
Pass the goulash. Oh, U L A. Okay. Pass the goulash. It is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Native American word. Um, so, and I'm going to get more into that because this story is very, very Native, 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 Native American, and I love every second of it. Uh, I did grow up hearing this story, but uh, we're getting, I'm going to get into my personal connection with it in a moment. Anywho, uh, it's about the Pascagoula River, known as the Singing River. It's at the mouth of the Mississippi River near the Gulf of Mexico, and, um, the legend of why it's called the Singing River and the legend of it is a collection of stories. Like, nobody knows the true meaning behind why this is. Um, it ranges, the stories range from, like, historical, like, actual historical wars between native tribes and all the way to the other end on supernatural terms with mermaids and sirens and things. So it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very cool story. Um, the reason it is called the singing river, as far as, you know, what we know today is because locals in the region and people who fish on the river and live by the river at certain times of the year, I have no idea when this happens, but there's a phenomenon. There's, I think there's a scientific name for it, but maybe there isn't. I don't know, but there's a humming that comes from the current at certain times of the year when the weather is right. And what weather that is, could not tell you. Like a... hmm. Well, kind of. It's been described as humming, but also flute-like. So, you know, in Miss Congeniality, when she plays the water glasses? Yes. They say that it's kind of a combination of humming and the, like, playing a water glass. Like, it's very high-pitched and almost kind of ethereal, but very pingy. So... Okay. Yeah, I've never... I have not, I've wanted to my entire life, but I've, I've actually never been down the river like fishing or anything, which is hilarious because my family loves to fish. So that's one of the rivers we did not fish on, but I don't know. Uh, I have never heard it. Um, I don't really know of anyone who does, but who has, but here's the thing. Um, it's literally just a legend that's been passed around. And the thing is you can't hear it all year round at certain times of the year. And like I said, when the weather's just right, but no one can really tell you if it's fall, winter, spring, or summer, or if it's rain or clear skies or overcast, like it's just something that randomly happens. So basically the legend is, there are t- it teeter-totters between two different things. So there's the Pascagoula Indians, a Native American tribe, and the Biloxi tribe. They were both smaller bands of the Native American Choctaw tribe of Mississippi. So if, for instance, to give a reference, you know, uh, the Powhatan tribe that Pocahontas was from. The Powhatan Nation. There are sub tribes in the Pow- in the in Native American culture. Like there's the Pamunkey tribe in the Powhatan tribe, which is what Pocahontas was from. There's the Massawomack tribe in the Powhatan tribe. So, kind of the same situation, except they're called the Pascagoula and the Biloxi tribes of the Choctaw Nation. Little is known about either because they did not stick around long. <laughs> Uh, they kind of, and be, and this legend is due to that. So the legend, I'm going to give you the research that I did first. The legend is the Biloxi and Pascagoula tribes coexisted peacefully for centuries before they split. Altana, the Pascagoula chief, was in love with Anola, a Biloxi Native American woman. And she was promised to the chief of the Biloxi tribe. 
So she was already betrothed to someone else. And so because of this little Romeo and Juliet situation going on between Altana and Anola, the Biloxi decided, you know what, uh, Pascagoula, we're going to fuck you up, bitch. So uh, they they made war on the Pascagoula tribe. And then they did. They yeah. like they said they were going to fuck them up. And then, girl, they girl. showed up. Well, they didn't have a chance to because here's the tea. The Pascagoula tribe, instead of going to war with them because they were a smaller tribe or sub tribe than the Biloxi tribe, they decided they knew they they couldn't win. They would all die. They would all die at the hands of the Pascagoula uh, natives, or the warriors would die at the hands of the Pascagoula war or the of the Biloxi warriors. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the Pascagoula tribe. They knew that tribe, it was like a losing game for them. Exactly. The Pascagoula, okay. the Pascagoula warriors, uh, Altana and his warriors knew that this, we're going to lose, dude. Like it's over. So they decided to drown themselves in the Pascagoula River. And oh, while they, God. yes, because and while that's they did, reasonable. Right. And while they did so, they sang their death song as they drowned, and they say that it's their spirits singing beneath the current of the water. That you hear. Wow. Yeah. Now. Yeah, and they were like, you know what? Fuck it. That's like when Philly, like when they were coming for Fort Mifflin and they burned themselves to the ground. They were like, we're not going to let you have this victory. Are you fucking kidding me? We would rather take ourselves out and go with honor than to let you. That's right. Like be the ones who took us out. I just always find it crazy when people willingly drown themselves, though. I'm like, I that know, is that a commitment. That was like when I was telling you the um, for I Seen It, and I was telling you about the boy. I know. And, that's what the and they just did, walked. And like, they drowned themselves. It was like they filled their pockets with stones, and they walked <laughs> into the river and drowned themselves. It's like, why? <laughs> why are you choosing to to die in one of, of all the, the ways awful to, way. right not not the suicide necessarily which also like don't that's do sad that. yes like, seek help but like if that's the way you're gonna go like drowning drowning is what you would pick that's like my worst fear yes well i, I will explain why they decided to drown themselves so it was the principle the- of the thing Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, Sarah, exactly. You're so right. Mom. You're so right, <laughs> Stephanie. Mom, um, that was my mother's motto. Is it's the principle of the thing? Also, she was like one sixteenth Cherokee, and she was very fiercely proud of it. So this is like on brand. I feel you. Um. So the reason they decided to drown themselves was because. They, the both the Biloxi and the Pascagoula tribes worshipped a mermaid deity, and they believed that their their destiny was to go back to the water. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's the reason they decided it was like to join their goddess. Now, piggybacking that's off of that, yeah, piggybacking off of that, the legend that I first heard was that. Okay, so fun fact. No one can really tell if it was the Pascagoula tribe or the Biloxi tribe. Sometimes it flips that the Biloxi was who did what exactly yeah. because there is no there are there has been you know there are artifacts because it's probably because it's a legend exactly and also because they find artifacts you know in the river all the time but they don't know if it's Pascagoula or Biloxi or and they don't know you know sure. there is um, there is evidence historical evidence of mass drownings of nat- of the Biloxi and the Pascagoula but or in that region, but they don't know which one it was. But the story that I okay. heard was that the, the, I heard it about the Biloxi tribe, that it was the Biloxi tribe that drowned themselves and they worshiped a mermaid okay. deity. And they were, they had this totem, I guess, made of her. 
and it came to life and the spirit came up out of the out of the water of the of the river and like you know said come join me in the water i come to me come back to that's also a fucking siren that's a right demon. yeah well here's the thing they they were going to war with the other tribes so they decided she said she told them don't be afraid my children come to me beneath the current of the river and they sang to her while they were you know doing that now you know what i love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice the water's always changing the water's always, always flowing changing, always flowing always but people, I guess, but can't people live, I guess can't live like that they we always pay a price. price we say if we lose our chance of ever knowing what's around the riverbed exactly i mean that fits perfectly with this right doesn't uh, that it does <laughs> isn't that what pocahontas I mean, sang before she drowned herself Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She said, you know what? I don't want to marry. I don't want to fucking marry Cocoaum. So I'm going to sing and drown myself in this goddamn river, bitch. She's like, so. <laughs> should I choose the smoothest course? Steady as the beating Steady drum. the beating drum. Should I marry Cocoaum? Or should I Is fucking my kill myself? at an end? And the answer was yes. yes. So then she killed drown herself. Drown yourself. Oh, That's she, what the, no, mer- the like, mermaid. She's like, it's all my dreaming at the end. It doesn't have to be. I'll sleep forever. <laughs> no, the mermaid was like a sassy gay friend. Is all my dreaming at an end? Yeah, girl, drown yourself, bitch. Sassy gay friend is all my drown dreaming yourself, at bitch. An end. If you yeah, stay alive, you have to marry that fucking. You have to marry that fucking asshole, Cocoa. Drown yourself, bitch. Do it. Do it. Um, and to be clear, uh, obviously, we don't actually advocate killing no, yourself not at all. in any capacity. No, not at all. We seek help. And also, um, white people are racist. Amen to that. <laughs> There's this yes. whole thing on youtube called pocahontas was a mistake just go to youtube and type in pocahontas is a mistake you will not be sorry it's the greatest explanation of why it was and it's beautiful like as someone who loves the movie because of the music mostly this is by my favorite youtube personality Lindsay ellis and it's it explains it perfectly um real quickly i do want to say um the rest of the part of the legend that i heard about the mermaid deity there, um, you can get freshwater pearls from the Pascagoula River and subsequent other rivers that are at the mouth of the Mississippi River and connect to the Gulf of Mexico. And there was a diver that was at the Pascagoula River diving for freshwater pearls. And he said that something attacked him in the water. Ooh. Didn't know. He couldn't see what it was because, like, it grabbed onto his, like, the tank. Like, it was just trying to drown him. And he finally kicked it or something and it swam away. And he said, I couldn't really, I could only make up the top half of it. It looked like a woman, like I could see breasts and long, like matted flowing hair. It was a manatee. It yeah, was. Yeah, it always is. But sh- yeah, but. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> they thought the manatees per, were mermaids. Per use, exactly. But so he attributed that. Per you know, use. Per use. Classic manatees. Classic manatees. They're such Hair, vain bitches. breasts. <laughs> trying to kill I mean, people. It looks just like them. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so that is the story of the Singing River. Yeah. That's cool. So what I'm yeah. hearing is like don't go diving there. No. A manatee slash mermaid Don't go will kill diving you. for paroles in the Pascagoula River. That is the moral of the story. Exactly. Exactly. And don't drown yourself because that's just awful. Unless you're Pocahontas about don't, to marry Cocoa don't. don't drown yourself. Unless you're about to be forced into an arranged marriage. <laughs> then God. fucking drown yourself. And even bitch. then don't kill yourself. Like run away from home. <laughs> Which she kind of did with, know. you know, with Mel Gibson. So. <laughs> oh, but it was no, Mel Gibson. No, she said no to him. 
Oh, that's true. That's right. And then then Billy Zane came along and and said. And then they made a second movie because they're like, JK, she got on a boat and died of smallpox. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. Such a tragic ending. I know. And she was like 14. Child grooming. Oh, I'm reading a book right now. Things do not age well. No, I'm reading a book right now called uh, The The Lost Diary of Pocahontas. And she describes like her rape by the English, like that she was raped many times and that John Rolfe only married her because she was pregnant by one of the rapists and they needed someone to take, you know, to marry her off to. So they chose John Rolfe. And yeah, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's absolutely sad, but yeah so that's america and those are white people ain't it the truth ain't <laughs> it the fucking truth they're bullshit they're no bullshit. i'm gonna say what i said what i've said after i've been waiting tables for what four years now i fucking hate white people i do white people are the fucking worst and the that's worst. the thing the worst uh yes it's the worst we all had to do it. Everybody did it, so I wanted to do it too. Yes, I love it. We should all do it together. No, I'm I knew when Sawyer on there would be singing. I yes, was- always, always. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> What's next um, on the spooky agenda? Is it more yeah. suicide? For mine, uh, no, because it's personal stories. Well, one of them is murder. Is murder? You murdered murder. somebody, Sawyer. You murdered somebody, I and did. you didn't did. invite murder. us. I was going to, but I was like, mm, nah, better not. Um, <laughs> I was like, never mind. Bye. Never mind. Nice I need stuff. to. Do, I need to do this on myself. But I uh, love you. Um, so tell us about your personal story, Cecil. Well, with that being said, would you like me? So the murder is the only one that I um, really have a personal personal connection with. Um, yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, I'm gonna. S- s- yeah. Um, I can't reveal any names, even though that this person, the the murderer, they did an entire story on Unsolved Mysteries about him in the early 2000s. Just um, use something that rhymes with their ooh, name. the Dennis Farina. No. Unsolved Mysteries. No, I can't. I, I told my mother that I was going to be on this, and she's, I told her that I was going to talk about this guy, and she said, don't use names. And I was like, why? She said, just for safety reasons, like, because... And I'll explain those safety reasons in a moment. But um, so back in the still alive and he might murder you. Actually, that's absolutely true. That's they real never cute found that him. your mom thinks we have a big enough following that it might come back to you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you advertise this on Facebook, all those. What's your mom's name? <laughs> no, don't don't use her name. <laughs> I was gonna. I almost <laughs> blurted it out. <laughs> oh please! If if you tag me in something on Facebook saying seesaw, my mother's going to share it like crazy, and then everybody in my family is going to share it like crazy, and it's like oh, oh your family is not going to like this show oh god no, no not. <laughs> they already turned it i off. can tell they you did. right now <laughs> talking about white they said people. this is not god it's not christians this is not they are not christians, not christians. christians. <laughs> it's not god gargoyles psychics <laughs> oh that's my mother's favorite sawyer, thing sora what happened to you <laughs> what what happened to me? What? Who murdered you, Sawyer? What you? What's your personal story okay. with the murder? Well, Who got murdered? Well, it, I mean, I didn't, so it didn't happen to me. But um, <laughs> he goes, myself, of course. M- myself, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it can't be all inside jokes, okay? <laughs> we could no. do a whole episode that's just for us full of inside jokes. No. So here's what happened. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, near where I grew up, there was... Uh, husband and wife that owned like they literally turned a field of cattle 
and horses into a rodeo. They built like a corral and an arena and everything. I mean, now when I say this, it wasn't like fancy shit. It was fucking rinky dink as fuck. Like, was it like a rodeo, but was actually like a petting zoo? No, it was a for real the rodeo nationally recognized. So it wasn't a real rodeo. Would you say it was a fodeo? <laughs> no, it was. This actually, episode is nationally... over. We're done. And <laughs> I love how her little bedtime stories. <laughs> Thanks. Good night. Um, no, it was actually uh, it was nationally recognized. A lot of uh, not famous, but like runners up of national championships of bull riding and horseback you know all that barrel racing and stuff they came there not a lot of famous ones but a lot of like runners, runners up <laughs> exactly because they didn't want to come to podunk mississippi because it was literally podunk um but, but the anyway, runner up was this... like i'll be there when do you need me <laughs> right um <laughs> my mother and myself used to sing at these rodeos every summer it was a good summer job they always paid us you know i think a couple hundred dollars and my mama always sang like patsy klein or the latest country hit she sang a lot of faith hill songs um the first year that i did it i sang like god bless america and the national anthem you know of I course I was you like, did yeah i think i was four or five and they had me on a stool out in the middle of the arena because you know i was so little but then uh Speaking of Pocahontas, oh, speaking of Pocahontas, I sang Colors of the Wind one year, and if memories, <laughs> if memory serves me correctly, um, actual Native American tribal members rode by around me and on horses with feathers, like in traditional dress. Oh my god! Yeah, as Even, you yeah. were singing Colors, Colors of the of Wind. The wind. Mm-hmm. As the cute little white, as the boy little white boy, colors of the well, wind. hold on, <laughs> let's with a little Native American in him. Thank you, <laughs> but you know, I had to take a sip of my whiskey. But anywho, uh, on that note, <laughs> um, yes, so we sang there every summer, and then I guess I don't know what happened. I think they lost money or something, so it it's we stopped doing it, and uh, right around the time my parents were like fighting behind my and my sister's backs we didn't know that they were going to get divorced um after church one night we had just gotten home from church and our neighbor denzel wally came over denzel wally yeah it's it is spelled like denzel oh, you're gonna share or you're gonna share his name yeah well <laughs> i mean, I mean how I could you not but to be honest I mean, that name, name like, kind of right, sounds made like up denzel exactly wally. exactly he came over to the house and he said did y'all hear about um, Schmoobity Bop Bop, the guy who is the murderer. And is we that said, the name no. we're going to go with for I him? love his alias. Yeah. That's Actually, that's his real name, too. Shmoobity. He told his mom he wasn't going to use it. <laughs> but, but that's Sawyer his name. Schmoobity Bop Bop. Schmoobity Bop Bop. Schmoobity Bop Bop. He said, did you hear... everybody. Well, he said, did you... Did y'all hear about him? And my mama said, what? What about him? And he said, he shot his wife. And my mama went, I'm sorry, What? And de- my, da- my daddy, he was like, uh, you got to be joking. And Denzel was like, no. Yeah, we just found out. He shot her about an hour ago. And he's, uh, I'm just, he's, I'm, le- I'm letting everybody know because they can't find him. They oh, found her body. No. They found her body bled out on the floor of their house and he was oh gone. God. Nowhere to be found. Um, there were a lot of speculations about what happened, you know, that she was going to leave him, that he was cheating on her, like all, you know, the usual suspect, suspect, you know, things. But then um, it was speculated that um, he confronted her about her, if you're going to use the infidelity clause, he confronted her about her infidelity 
and took her in the middle of the woods to a grave that he had dug. What? Pointed the gun, pointed the gun at her head and then pointed to the grave and said, this is where you're going to end up in a few days. Oh, <gasps> mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. How do we know now that, that information? Honest to God, I think that's just a rumor. You know how Southern people, these yarns we like sure. to tell. Sure. But I mean... But anywho, right, each person told the story and added a exactly. Little detail it. It's However, a the, lie, but it makes a good story. Exactly. Um, I don't know where I don't know the the origin of that part of the Ooh. story. But anywho, I may I don't know if somebody claimed that one of his daughters told them that or something. I don't know. But regardless of that fact, they still have not been able to find him to this day. To this day, he has never been found. Never found. And Shut up. Never been found. No. Uh, some people say that he was overseas because his brother lived somewhere overseas. I don't know if that was in, you know, the Bahamas or whatever. I don't know. But uh, then again, some people have claimed to be, you know, in Mobile or even New Orleans or Hattiesburg or on the coast. And they claim to have seen him eating at a restaurant in public or at a bar or something. They claim to have seen him, but no one knows. But he sure did shoot his wife. So... Yeah. And then Oh my just god. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean he has never been heard from since. No one knows where he is. Holy or shit. Or if they or if they do, if they do, they're not they're not saying shit. So Oh mm-hmm. my god. And I'm gonna take another sip of my bourbon on that note. Um so that's so, the first story I have. Oh go ahead, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, so my question though is do you think like we have realized here on Dead Time Stories? That maybe he killed his wife and then went out somewhere in the woods and killed himself and just no one has ever found him. Mm, well, here's the thing. Because if he you were can't to kill, kill himself him, first. I mean, yeah. And if he were to kill himself, I mean, I don't know. People in Greene County and surrounding areas, they spend all their time in the woods. We're basically wild animals. So, I mean, they would have found something. So you think he, w- he would have been found? Oh, he would have absolutely been found. Yeah. Huh. People don't just go missing in Greene County. They're, again, people spend a lot of time in the woods, you know, more so than regularly. And it's just, it, yeah, it, he would have been found. He would have absolutely been found. That's so, yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So keep an uh, eye out yeah. in your town for a shibbity doo bop. Shibbity bop, shibbity bop bop. Yep. Shibbity bop bop. <laughs> Out on the loose. They'd be like, no, I'm trying to warn you. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. He's right there. Shoot it up. No, no, please, no. It's shoot it up. Sarah, Sarah. Skip it out. Sarah, Sarah. Shoot it up. No. Shoot it up. No. Shoot it up. No. Oh, another inside joke. Another inside I don't joke. Even know that one. Yeah, that was an inside joke other than just being like it's just dumb. We were it was dumb. But it was great. Um yeah. So that's my true crime story. The rest are kind of lore stories. Well, hit us with it. Uh, Tell me, bitch. All right. So I'm going to start with a very short one to begin with. So my paternal grandparents died before I was born. My dad was really young when he lost them both. And there is a cemetery near where I grew up. My dad still lives in that little area, like on the same road. Oh, get this. I grew up on Turkey Fork Road near the Turkey Fork Reservoir. How Mississippi can you get? Turkey Fork? Turkey Turkey Fork, Fork. baby. Turkey Fork. Now, off of Turkey Fork Road, there is a small cemetery called the James Cemetery because 
the James family, which is part of where my... I was going to say, because James is buried there. Right. Well, I mean, kind of. The, One James. Right. My my grandma Janine, my paternal grandmother, her, a lot of her family is buried there. So, uh, and people who were related to, you know, cousins of and so on and so on. So it's called the James Cemetery because a lot of the relations of James people are are buried there. When I all the Jameses. Right. So I, as a kid... Keeping up with the Jameses. Keeping up with the Jameses. As a kid, I helped my dad because, you know, people of... The family members of people who are buried there help keep the cemetery clean. Like, cut the grass and, you know, everything. And I would help my dad do that. We all did when I was little. And one day, I was walking around. It was whenever he was teaching me how to weed eat. And, uh, or weed whack, as, you know, Yankees like to say. Uh, he was teaching me how to do that. And I was walking through the headstones and I was walking on the outs, you know, around the outside perimeter. And I saw this little bitty headstone, like a flat piece of granite on the ground with a metal plate in it that said, Baby James, December something, 1940 something. And I asked my daddy, I was like, hey, was this like a a cousin, you know, that had a baby that was stillborn or something. He said, no, actually from what I was told, it was a girl who passed through green County going either to mobile or new Orleans. She was pregnant and one of the town midwives or community midwives helped give birth to this baby that was stillborn and she skipped town and left. And so like in the middle of the night, she just skipped town and left And they were left to bury the baby, so they just named him Baby James. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, here's the weird thing, though. While I was home during coronavirus, right before I left, I was at the cemetery with my with my daddy, and he, he was, I was sitting on the the golf cart or whatever we were riding, and he was walking around the headstones. He said, "I wonder where the Baby James grave is." And I said, "Daddy, it's it's over there." He said, "No, it's back here." And I said, "No, it's over there." And I walked over to where it was. It wasn't there. And I was like, huh, maybe I'm wrong. We walked all over that cemetery and could not find that headstone. What? Could not find it. Now, I promise you, I grew up seeing that every damn summer. Grew up seeing this headstone. We could not find even a trace of it. Like, not even an indention in the ground where it might have been. It was nowhere to be found. And we your searched. Dad had seen that headstone before. Oh yeah, his whole life, and me too. My whole family wow. can't find it. Cannot find it. Yep. So whatever happened to Baby James? Get the hell away from me! I hope you die. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That is, oh, God, that was so perfect. I can't even laugh at that. That was just Thank so you. freaking perfect. God damn it, Thank Stephanie. Thank you so much. That was one of those jokes where, um, like, I if I thought of it later, I would have been, been really listening mad. and been like, oh, my I God, really mad yes. that I didn't say that. I have so many of those by listening to this podcast. I'm like, oh, my God. I have so many jokes I can make. Right, but... where you're like, I have the perfect joke mm-hmm, for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was my joke for yep. that. Was what it, was the moral of the story is whatever happened to Baby James. Baby James. James. So the next, <laughs> I hate you. The next story that I have also has to kind of do with my dad in a sense because I asked my sister to give me some paranormal ghost stories that she knew because she has more of a connection to the paranormal than I do for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, she's seen some scary shit that she will not talk about to this day. She's more sensitive to it. She Ooh, is. What? She is. Oh, m- come on, 
Miss Talking Parker. <laughs> she is. She won't do it. She will not do it. No, seriously. She she will not talk about it. And she told me. She said, "I'm not going to tell you of any of the stuff that I've seen because it affected me too deeply." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Uh, but anywho, there was this story. Um, when I guess when my dad was in you know grade school or whatever, and my mom too, they went to the same school. There was this woman, this old woman that was covered in warts, covered in warts that lived in Richton, Mississippi, which is uh, right next to Sand Hill, where I grew up. It's in Perry County. So there's Greene County and Perry County. Richton's in Perry County. Sand Hill is in Greene County. And she lived in Richton. And there's always a legend connected to why she was covered in warts. If you had a wart on you, you could go to her... You had to bring her a penny that had the year you were born on it. So if you were born in 1986, bring a 1986 penny to her. She would rub it all over her face and her arms. And no, listen, she'd make some kind of incantation or whatever. And then she would send you on your way. And the next morning you'd wake up, the wart would be gone. That's why she was covered in warts, is because... Covered in warts, because your wart was now on her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Stop it. She got your penny wart. Yep. Yeah, again, Did this is one of those... I, I didn't even know this woman existed. I'm this pretty... is when his parents oh. were kids. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she died before I was born, yeah. But, yeah, so, that was a... That, I never knew this happened until my sister told me. She said, you could talk about the Richton witch. I said, who the fuck is the Richton witch? And she said, this bitch, you don't remember Daddy talking about that? And I said, maybe when we were little, but... Oh my god. Are there any other stories about her? No, that's the only one. That literally That's literally the only well, one I mean, known for that. People's, I mean, yeah, she but she's known for the warrants. Right. I mean I there were, you know, I think she was a cousin of somebody, you know, who was kind of a recluse and she, you know, died in her sleep or something. But you know, nothing she didn't I'm I mean, maybe she did have a connection to the supernatural, but I mean everybody in that neck of the woods was gonna be like, I don't want nothing to do with them old demons now, so do you think but, she would refuse to <laughs> see or take pennies from like high school or college kids? Because she'd be like, "I'm not taking your genital warts." <laughs> I mean, She's like, I'm I only take warts off of like the face and like like anything that you can see with clothes on, so like your arm or your hands, maybe, maybe. That's it. That's it. <laughs> they came out that twat, bitch. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's the the Richton Wart Witch. <laughs> Say that five times I just want to call her the Penny Witch. The Penny Witch. Oh my God, She's Stephanie. Oh, I love that. The Penny Witch. That's She's cute. like Penny for your warts. Penny for your warts. Get out of here. Penny for your warts. <laughs> penny for your warts. Come to me. Give me a penny, penny for your warts. Penny for your warts. <laughs> I love pennies. Um, did I ever tell you about there's um, me and my friend David were really obsessed with this machine at the movie theater. And I don't know if I probably didn't even really use it very much. I just loved the way it talked when I would pass by it. And it was one of those psychic machines where like you put it in a quarter and like put your hand on it. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, and one of the things that she would say was she would go, fortune for a quarter? I love quarter. Yes. Oh, my God. There was one. There was one at the mall in Hattiesburg. Yes. I yes. forgot about that bitch. I was oh obsessed. God. Me and David used to love saying that to oh. each other. Fortune for a quarter? I, I love quarter. I loved. Oh, my God. I was obsessed with her. I was obsessed with that whole thing. I would spend. I was obsessed with her. Oh, so amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, what was the other one? Oh, I found a, a TikTok recently where a guy was just like, hey, guys, do you ever just spooky 90s Halloween decoration? And then he's like, ooh. 
like that sound. And I sent that to David and David was like, oh my God, I had one of those. Like he was so excited. And then the other day he had, he, oh, he followed up and told me that like he had one that was a ghost and his sister had one that was a witch. And you know, they were like sound activated. So they would like go in, their parents hated them and they would run into each other's room and clap and make the thing go off. Oh and like so make their mean. parents nuts. That is so funny. And David sent me a video the other day where he's just like, Stephanie, do you ever just, and he slapped the counter and turned the camera and the ghost it was, was there. there. And it was like, <laughs> yes, I was so excited. That is hilarious. Oh my God. I love that. Oh my God. I love Do it. you ever just, <sighs> I love it. I love it. Fortune for a quarter. I, I love, love quarters. quarters. God, I forgot. You got about one that. more story for us, Cecil? Yeah, we have time I actually for one have, more. Well, I have two. They're both kind of short. Is that okay? Go for it. Let's see where we're at at sure. the end of the next one. All right. So the first is going to be uh, we're going to go towards Laurel, Mississippi now. Uh, this is whenever I started college. I went to Jones County Junior College. Is it Laurel, Mississippi, or is it Yanny, Mississippi? Get the fuck out. Stop I it. hate you. <laughs> It's Laurel. Stop. <laughs> I am full of them today. I am you ready. You are. Stop. You are. Stephanie Stephanie came with her game face on. And Stephanie's she's full like, of I will. something I today. Sure <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. No, Stephanie just did her nose laugh. Her. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love your impressions of my laughter. It's the greatest. They make me so happy. Yep. Yep. Stephanie. Yeah. So. Uh, Almost as happy as Stephanie dress up. Stephanie dress God, that is my. What's her favorite game in the United States? Stephanie dress up. Stephanie dress up. So in Laurel, Mississippi. Yeah, sorry. You can't do this to me, Stephanie. I'm so fucking ADD. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, In Laurel. So I went to Jones County Junior College in Ellisville, which is right outside of Laurel. And one night we, uh, some friends of mine decided, they were like, hey, you want to go ghost hunting? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Or excuse me, you want to go ghost hunting? And I was like, you want to go ghost ghost hunting? I was like, that's what they said. Right. Going to go ghost hunting? And I said, yeah, let's do it. So um, my friend Jake Wade. Cow tipping and then we're going to go ghost hunting. Ghost hunting. Right. Cow tipping is more of a Minnesota thing. Cow tipping. Oh my God. They do cow tipping in North Carolina. I mean, maybe. I mean, I've I've never been. Sure, Jan. Um, <laughs> well, because no. I grew up at the beach, and the cows are in like the Piedmont. Well, that's yeah, okay. It's the middle of North. That's Carolina, true. That's true. I've never heard of anybody cow tipping in Mississippi. Like, not even stories my dad would tell. Like, the only well, you guys yeah. don't know how to f- have fun then. <laughs> no, but they like to go uh, reindeer mounting in the winter time, which is where you go up to people's yards where they have like reindeer decorations at Christmas, mm-hmm. and you mount them and make them look like they're fucking. Ah, there it is. Oh, that's. I like that. That's what they do where I'm from. That's hot. Sexy. So in Laurel. Laurel. (laughs) Let's get back to Laurel. Yes. Um, So around, between Ellisville and Laurel, they're like, of course, back roads and stuff. I mean, still bumfuck. There is a road called Crate Myrtle Road. This is a story that I've looked it up and researched it. Can't find anything. This is word of mouth. Um... It's, it's about the ghost of Crepe Myrtle Road. So the Crepe Myrtle... That's a kind of tree, right? Crepe Myrtle, Crate yeah. Myrtle? The pink flowers, you know, that look kind of like lace. It's pink, lacy-looking flowers. Yeah. I'll send you I'll send you all a picture of them. You can include them on the podcast or the, on the Instagram page if you want to. Um, they're really pretty. But um, the road uh, goes down into like... I'm going to get real country. It goes down into a holler and up again. 
So is it holler? For whatever reason, I always assumed it was hollow, but people just say it like with that accent. I'm sorry. A holler? It's a holler. Yes, it's a holler. Now it is hollow. It's meant to be a hollow because it's a hollow part of the road, but holler, like, you know. I just, I was just clarifying. No, of course. Word. I wasn't sure. Of course. Because no, no, no. the people I hear say it are always Southern people. And I'm like, is it holler or is it hollow? No, it's holler. But you have a really thick accent. It's holler. It's a holler. It is. Well, anywho. So we drove down the road one night or Crick Motor Road and got down in the holler. And right before we got down to the bottom of the hill, my friend Jake said, okay, stop. And he told us the story. I'm going to try to make it as quick as I can because there's not many details that are known. He said, Turn to your right and look in the trees. Do you see that building back there? That I mean, and you had to really be looking, like, because it was covered in, like, a thicket of trees. And it was a barn. He said, that's a barn. That's where the great ghost of Crape Myrtle Road died. And we were like, okay. And he said, look to your left. And he said, you see that foundation to your left? That's all broken down and everything? So it was where a house used to be. And we said, yeah. He said, so here's what happened. The girl who lived in that house was engaged to be married. Gorgeous girl, long red hair, and just absolutely beautiful. And she was married to, she was engaged to be married to a a guy who was very well off in Laurel and everything. And the night of his bachelor party, the night before the wedding, or his stag party, whatever you want to call it, he came home drunk and came to her house. Where she, he crawled into her bedroom window and woke her up trying to have sex with her. He was really drunk. And she was like, no, stop it. Stop, stop. And because she was, you know, she wanted to save herself for the wedding night. Well, he got angry because, you know, white men, that's what they do. Um, And he dragged her across the street, across the road, into the barn, into her family's barn, and raped and killed her in her wedding dress. Oh my god. Wait, he mm-hmm. put her in her wedding dress first? Yes, yes, because she kept saying, I want to wait until not, we're married. Not before the wedding. And so he said, You want to be a little virgin? Do and he made her put the dress on and everything, like and dragged oh her across the dragged her across the road, raped and killed her, and left. And uh, I guess he's someone that's never been heard of. This story, honest to God, may not even be true. But it, it yeah. I sure hope not. Uh, right, honestly. but it's a good story. It's a good story. According to the legend of the area, if you, especially around the fall, which is when this happened, if you drive down Crate Motor Road and get down to that holler where the, you look in the thicket where the barn is and put your lights on bright, you can see a mist walking across the street and you can see the lace of the wedding dress and long flowing red hair. And then, once the apparition disappears into the trees, roll your car windows down, and you can hear screaming coming from the barn. Oh, no, no. fucking thank you. Yep. No fucking it's thank you. It's a screaming Absolutely lady. Not. We no, hate screaming you. ladies. Yeah. So here's the deal. The night that we went, we sat there for the longest time with our lights on bright, didn't say anything, and I was like, Jake, you're so full of shit. He rolled, made us roll the windows down. And I shit you not, it may have been a bird or something, but I we heard screaming coming from that barn. <gasps> yep. Oh yep. my god. Yep. So that's the ghost of Crate Motor Road. <laughs> uh, do we have time for one more? God, it's Sawyer. Yeah. What a... Oh. It depends. What's the mood of the other yeah. one? Because what a mood to end yeah, on. Yeah, I was like, is it scarier than what you just told? 
Yeah, I mean, it won't take me long, Go honestly. Go for it, Sawyer. Yeah, so the Give other one. one more. This one is interesting, though. This one is very interesting. It's about the Dome House, which is not far from Crate Murder Road. It is a house, a brick house, Tudor-style looking brick house, like had the Tudor-looking windows, the everything, but it is shaped like an igloo, like a dome. I've seen it with my own eyes. Okay. We drove by that and sat in front of it, and Jake told us the story of that, and he said... <laughs> was this just... So this was a ghost tour with your friend Jake? Basically. And other people. Um, so what happened was, Jake told us, he said, he said, I'm going to tell you the story. Or, oh, no, excuse me, not the story, his experience in it. So the guy, so there's the dome house, and then across the street, there's the guy who owns it. You pay $100... To have the key to the house and stay the night. If you stay all night, you get your $100 back. That's literally how this man well, made his living. let's do an episode of the podcast there. What? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You get your $100 back if you stay all night. So here's what happened. He, um, Jake said that he and his friends did it one night. And they were laying, uh, they were, there was an upstairs and a downstairs. Jake was downstairs, his friends were upstairs. Jake was, he said we were all falling asleep. And I woke up and I saw something in front of me that was, it was an orb, like a small circular light floating around in front of him. And I was like, yeah. and I hollered, I didn't scream, you know, I was just like, hey guys. He hollered in the holler. Hollered in the holler. He said, guys, I see something in front of me. And they were like, well, what is it? And he said, it's it, it's a glowing circ- light, ball of light. They were like, okay. And they all came down and looked at it. And they said, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they packed up their sleeping bags and left. And to get out of the road, you have to go down and back because it's so tiny. When they turned around and came back, they looked to their right and the entire thing was lit up. There like is the no electricity. Home? Yes, there is no electricity. There is no electricity connected to the dome house. The entire, but it wasn't just like it was lit up with like electric lights. Like there were beams of light shooting out of the windows. Like, like something like that, like the orb had like manifested or something. What? Yes. So a couple of weeks after that, I went back with some other friends and, you know, I told them the story and one of the other friends, one of the friends there had already heard it. And our friend Lauren stuck her digital camera back in the days of digital camera. <laughs> she stuck it out the window and took here. a picture and then started screaming. And we said, what? And she said, go, 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 go. And so we peeled out of the road and we looked and in the window, it looked like a man in a tuxedo, a very blurry form, but it looked like a man in a tuxedo. And so I texted Jake. I was like, Jake, we just saw what looks like a man in a tuxedo. And he said, fuck. And I was like, what? And he said, so the story of why that house is haunted is that it was built by a couple who were about to get married. And on their wedding night, the wife killed the husband and left town with all of his money. What? Yup. Yep, 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 yep. I, that's a nice change. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of a girl being raped and killed, now this bitch said, fuck right. you, Instead I'm going to take your money. Instead of being raped and killed, she pulled a Cardi B and she was like, <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up and take your money. Right. You're not going to get this wet ass pussy. <laughs> but yeah, so those. Um, sounds like Cardi B makes. Yeah. So those are my Mississippi folklore and true crime stories. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun, Seesaw. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I kind of like that you had that last story because it changed the mood from the story before it. Right, (laughs) right. 
So, Sawyer, I just want to thank you for coming on our show today. Course. We love you so much, Seesaw. You're marvelous. You're magical. You're perfect. You're beautiful. Yes, bitch. <laughs> thank you. I love you both. And I want to thank you, listeners, for coming on to listen to our show today. You didn't come on, but I mean, you know, you listened to it. You know what I mean. You understand. If you want to support our show, you can do that by purchasing some merch from us at deadtime stories with a Z, all one word, dot com. You can email us at deadtime stories at gmail dot com. And you can join our Patreon for $1, $5, or $15 dollars a month and this month we're gonna have a special surprise for all of our subscribers including the one dollar tier but we're gonna let you know about it at the end of the month because that's the surprise and of course if you can't support us financially the absolute best way you can support our show is to give us a five-star review on itunes and if you take a picture of that and send it to us we'll send you a sticker and tell your friends and tell your friends to write a review and they can get stickers and everybody will get a sticker and it'll be a beautiful world i'm into that i'm into it so hard so thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Cecil. Yay! And this has been Dead, Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories. Thank you for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 